And I think many times we want the beauty of what comes with people tracking along with our stuff. Um, we want to grow in numbers. We want to have a greater impact. But why would people give us that space in their life if we're not consistent? Well, welcome back to the podcast. We've got a really good episode for you today, and it's just a back porch conversation today. So I don't know if you know this, but our team is decentralized at State Fort Designs. That means we live across the country. I think it's cool that we're all in ministry of some sort, doing something unique to the place that we've been uniquely drawn or called. But we also have a ministry to people like you through the miracle of modern technology. And so we get to interact, we get to communicate, and our content producer, Jonathan Collier, actually lives in Richmond, Virginia. And so although we live across the country, we only get together a couple times a year, this would be one of them right now. So we're in our, one of our Colorado collaboration sessions. So Jonathan, uh, welcome to my back porch, man. It is good to be here. It's not uh, for you guys watching on video. I mean, the atmosphere doesn't get any better. It's February and it's 70 degrees outside. Uh, right now in Richmond, it's like 45 degrees and wet cold. So I mean, I'll take 70 degree days in Colorado any day. Well, I'll take any day in Colorado any day. We're not suffering right no. here. We just went for a hike together. So we have a ton of fun on our team. And uh, we just have a curious story of our team at Stay Forth. It's been one that God continues to put his hand of favor on. And one of those things is Jonathan just coming onto the team and uh, just how he experienced Stay Forth. So I wanted to start with that. Before we get in our conversation about marketing, Jonathan, how did you come to experience Stay Forth and then ultimately jump onto the team? Oddly enough, it started with a podcast. <laughs> so, like all good things. Yeah. Yeah. So I co-hosted a podcast and uh, you were a guest on that podcast. And um, afterwards, I reached out for a resource because there were some things that I wanted to do in ministry, but I was confused. Um, didn't know that I was overwhelmed. Didn't know that I was uh, frustrated, really headed face, for, face first into burnout, if not already there. Introduction resource led to a 30-minute phone call conversation, led to coaching. It literally changed my life, changed my trajectory, my marriage, how I approach friendships, everything about how I approach life and what God's called me to do was drastically affected from coaching. So that happened, and then it led to helping with a book cover for writer's cohort and then coming into the writer's cohort, and then it was like, hey, this seems like there's something here. Let's plan a trip out to Colorado, and that was... Two and a half years ago. Yeah, it was. So you had some ideas and you were suggesting them, hey, you guys could do this. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know who you guys is, <laughs> but I'm not the best at this or that. And uh, you look back and it's so clear that God was doing that. Definitely. But in the moment, you're thinking, what's, what's happening here? And um, our, our next kind of curious phase of this, so Jonathan deals with all of our content production. So anything online, uh, we'll say if you like it, then uh, great, that's probably me. If you don't like it, it's probably Jonathan. Yeah. No, just kidding. Uh, we, we work on those things together. We create content. We want to get it to you guys in a way that is meaningful, that's beautiful, that works, that you can access on mobile devices. And uh, we want to make sure that things look good and they sound good. And we're not going for perfect, but we are going for undistracting. What is something that you can consume by yourself, um, with your team. And so really, we just want to drop hope bombs throughout the week to you guys. And I think that's a good thing you just said. I think we don't go for perfect. And, and that may have made some people perk their ears up. There's beauty in that. Sometimes the best thing and the most meaningful thing and some the thing that has the most impact isn't perfect. It just has the most meaningful message. It's unrefined. 
in a lot of ways, that's true with all of us. We're all unrefined and we're being steadily made, you know, better. Well, and I'm, I'm amazed by, I think, both the rise of millennials mm -hmm. and millennial marketing um, is about authenticity. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful for that, is that you don't have to be perfect. If you want to put something out, um, give yourself an Instagram story opportunity right after, when you're sweaty, right after your run. Um, those are the kind of things that we do from the trenches, not when you're perfect and your makeup's on and you just trimmed your beard, everything's fine. Um, to a level, people won't believe you if you're always perfect behind the camera. And so as we literally sit on my back porch, um, dogs could bark here in a minute, my kids could fight and you could hear that. We're sort of in the midst of the neighborhood, which is so much of the context of where my mm -hmm. life and ministry happens. So we yeah. want to preface this conversation about marketing. We don't mean it needs to be perfect. No. We don't mean you need to have somebody on staff. We don't mean you need to pay for it. You need to be a wizard at Facebook ads. None of that, because the reality is we weren't. And in many ways, I would say we are just learning, okay, what do people truly want today? So here's the punchline that leads us into the podcast today is that we started putting out content regularly, consistently, and we cannot encourage you enough. Put it out consistently. If you have a calling on your life, then you need to get that out there but it can't just be once in a while, whenever you have it. What, what would you say to people listening about consistency? I would say your ability to get a message into as many eyes, ears, and hearts as possible, it first doesn't have anything to do with monetary resource or time you think you don't have. It means saying, I'm going to begin putting out a Instagram story once a day, every day. And it's gonna talk about X, Y, and Z. Your consistency will be the beginning and end of your message generating any sort of traction. Commit to it. If you don't commit to it, mm -hmm. why would people commit to following along yeah. with you? And I think many times we want the beauty of what comes with people tracking along with our stuff. Um, we wanna grow in numbers, we wanna have a greater impact, but why would people give us that space in their life if we're not consistent? So I think that's one of the best things we've done. I mean, if I can brag on, on us, um, and our whole team is that we just keep showing up. We just keep showing up online. We just keep doing, whether it's a group coaching call mm -hmm. or whether it's a new resource, we sort of invent an idea and go, let's take it out to you guys and try. We have our right side of community mm -hmm. and our journal and our group coaching that just launched um, this past fall. And it's actually been really beautiful to, to watch that. So I love that we just take our next right step and often we don't feel like we're ready. One thing I would wrap that up with the consistency piece is there's, a, there's something that I think a lot of people don't realize, whether you're in small business, whether you're side hustler and you're engaging the digital marketplace, um, is that when you, when you commit to doing something and you're attracting, you're trying to gain traction and attract followers, what you're doing is asking someone else for permission to loiter on their digital real estate, right? You're asking for permission to take up time in their newsfeed. So you're inviting them in and they're giving you permission to show them stuff. And if you don't show them what they, what initially piqued their interest regularly, they're never going to show up. Then you'll just be frustrated and at least all of these other pain points, which eventually lead to quitting. Yeah. And I see so many people quit, whether it's a blog back in the days when mm -hmm. everybody was starting a blog. Yeah. Now it's a podcast where, and I actually won't go on a podcast unless somebody has done at least 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. I just want to see some kind of forward commitment to do that because so many people quit. Mm -hmm. And I think the cruel joke is that so many people quit right before it's, yeah. it's about to have life change, mm -hmm. right before you get that first email, somebody crying, this changed my life, mm -hmm. um, or we're going through this with our small group, or this is the most helpful thing I've heard this year, our marriage is being healed because of this. Like, we get to hear these stories. People are lit literally getting 
their nights and weekends back. Yeah. They're becoming better moms and dads, becoming closer with Jesus. They're realizing, actually, the issue wasn't in my business or my church. The issue was in, in me. So when we think about marketing today, I want to just say that this fits in the Right Side Up Leadership podcast about health because I had an unhealthy view of marketing. I had an unhealthy view of sales even to say it's about doing something dirty and some tricks to get in there to get people to commit the, to something. The Billy Mays approach to, you know, everything's magical and there's instant success overnight and just because, you know, somebody else is doing something great, then I need to do what they're doing. And I would argue that just about every small business, every nonprofit and every ministry, because there is an intersection with ministry and marketing deals with those pain points. What you don't realize is someone that's doing something that's worked, they've been doing it for a while, and they didn't just start there overnight. They got to that point. And so we have these these unrealistic perceptions and presuppositions that marketing is about instantly going viral and instantly having you know instant success when it's not really about that at all. And that's what deters a lot of small business owners to have this unhealthy view and unhealthy approach to what it means to actually market your message. Or, I tried it, didn't work, <clears throat> yeah. I hear that a lot. And it's, well, how long did you try it for? Ooh. Did you understand the pain points of those people? If you wanna see life transformation, if you are listening to this, or you are watching this, you are in a nonprofit, then you are literally in the transformation business. Yeah. So you're trying to do a really hard thing, you're trying to measure something that is not measurable to some people. Now, you're putting up metrics around it, but it, it can be challenging. Mm -hmm. So. As I speed up kind of the story to that, we continue putting out life-giving content, and Jonathan and I work together to do that. Our team works together to do that. We have a team of coaches. There's actually eight people on our team, and we think a piece of content, by the way, could be a picture from one of our experiences where we're together resting or having fun or laughing or eating a meal. That's a piece of content today. A piece of a blog post, that could be content today. And we've been known to repurpose content across different spaces. So if you follow me personally on Twitter, if you follow Jonathan personally on Facebook, you may hear something that'll then come out on our Stay Forth page. That's intentional. It's not like you found us out. We think that's really, really good stewardship. And so as we were putting out content, a few people literally came to us and said, hey, would you guys help us? And I'm like, help us? Wait a minute. Like, what do you mean? Because I don't think because we were comparing ourselves mm -hmm. to you know, much larger organizations. Yeah. So I didn't think we were doing the best job in the world and that other people were admiring that. And what we found is the common thread where they were small businesses and they were nonprofits saying, we can't afford mm -hmm. thousands of dollars a month to hire out some marketing company with this mis these mysterious numbers and this kind of Wizard of Oz thing behind the curtain. We're not gonna tell you, but, and I started to go, man, maybe we're further along than we think. We're learning some things. And so we don't think we're the best in the world. However, we started to realize maybe we have some things to teach. And so Jonathan and I began to talk about this. And so uh, long story short, we accidentally started a marketing company yeah. as well. So, because we don't have enough to do in our lives, <laughs> uh, we might as well. But we desperately want to help small businesses, churches, and nonprofits realize you have a message. And you've got to get that message out there to the world. So we just wanted to tease out uh, the biggest concepts of who we are and why we do what we do because I wish somebody would have told me these things two years ago, five yeah. years ago, ten years ago and realized marketing doesn't have to be dirty. We literally are seeing lives changed, but if we don't get the word out there, nobody knows. If a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, Jonathan, did it actually fall? I would say no. 
No, I don't know. But it's a marketing conundrum, right? Yeah. If you're doing amazing things and nobody knows you're doing amazing things, how do we get yeah. transformation out mm -hmm. there to, to the world? So, uh, Jonathan, talk a little bit about um, high touch. Why that's a concept that we love and I think can help businesses and nonprofits. Yeah, I would say the high touch philosophy is that when you are in the small business space or the nonprofit or the ministry space and you're dealing with fixed amounts of time, energy, and monetary resources, you have to look through a different lens of what does it mean to, to get my message out? And if I don't have the ability to do what someone else is doing or use some of the methodologies and processes that cost significant, significant amounts of money, I have to approach this from the standpoint of what is the normal, what's someone expecting, then how can I go one layer deeper? So uh, give us an example. So email, somebody's just expecting a basic email or a text, something in digital form, how could you go deeper than that? If someone's just expecting an email, and email's a good one because email open rates are just drastically dropping. They're like voicemails. If, you're, if you have a smartphone, like every smartphone transcribes your voicemails, you check your voicemails about as often as you open emails. People just don't open them anymore. So if you send an email, people want engagement. They want one-to-one. -one. So a video email. And there's umpteen ways to do it. There's different platforms. There's different technologies that you can use. Um, but sending a video, instead of sending someone a thing that says, hey, we really, we're glad that you came into our shop today. We are so happy that you have decided to partner with our nonprofit. Or we love having you visit our church today. Send that same message in a video. And really, I mean, business, the, the phrase right now is small is the new big. Yeah. So the moment that I get to send you a video, shout out to BombBomb. BombBomb's a great platform. We love it. They're pretty awesome. And when I'll send somebody a BombBomb video after a first coaching session or someone downloads a tool, somebody buys a video, they're just not expecting it. Mm -hmm. So really, in many ways, while I'm saying, oh, we don't have it together because we're a small organization compared to whoever else, Michael Hyatt and company, or whoever we're comparing ourselves to, we're not even in the same universe as, as them, so it doesn't make sense to compare, but we have a competitive advantage because we can be high touch. So going one layer deeper, mm -hmm. people say, whoa, I love that video. Sometimes they don't buy anything from us in the future, but we just say, we loved meeting you. That was a great conversation. I loved having you at that mastermind dinner, but it says we see you, and, uh, and I think email triage is what we're all doing. We're kind of looking at it, and we're just so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. What puts you at the top of somebody's inbox? If your message changes the world, then you need to get that to as many people as possible. And um, if those open rates can go up, there's more chance of people learning about your business, your product, your church, your, your nonprofit. And there are some intricacies. I, I have to say that quote-unquote marketing a church is completely different from a business in some ways, but there it are is. a ton of similarities. So I just want to say there's a complexity. If you're listening and you're a church leader, I don't think in a church you just do everything that a business does. And when we come in and consult, we don't want to blow stuff up. Do this because that's what Target does. Yeah, This is the church. So I, I want to say that up front, but these three principles that we're going to discuss work with every church every nonprofit, mm -hmm. and every business. So these are the three principles that we live on with High Touch. The first one is being seen, getting your message seen. Jonathan, why don't you talk about um, how important that is and what are some of the ways that people can get their message seen today? Yeah, being seen is the big one, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where you are, what industry you're in. Um, you are not the only person doing what you're doing. 
It's crowded out there right yeah. now. You are not the only person that is a church planter or the pastor of a church of 100 to 200 people or zero to 200 people. The small business owner that you know has the pool company or the, the auto mechanic shop. What you have to think of is how are you attracting attention? If you are at a conference of 10,000 other auto mechanics and there's a door prize for one person they're going to pick out of the crowd, What's going to make you stand out of the crowd to make someone say, I want to give you that $10,000? We had uh, Jesse Cole on the podcast, and uh, his book, Find Your Yellow Tux, I absolutely loved and said, we got to get this guy on the podcast. He literally wears a yellow tux. Their name of their minor league baseball team is literally called the Savannah Bananas. And so he's saying, if you don't stick out, then you're just going to get lost in the crowd. It is so crowded today, mm-hmm. and we don't doubt that you have incredible stuff out there. But if you have the exact same sandwich board as every other church on another corner, if you're doing the exact same stuff as everybody else, a friend of mine says, if you want to reach people nobody else is reaching, you got to do, do stuff nobody else, else is, is doing. doing. And yeah. why would, in a crowded space, everybody pay attention to if you're doing the same stuff? So permission to be unique, mm-hmm. to be seen as well. What are some other things that are key in that first principle of being seen? So being seen is ultimately attracting attention. So you look to the lens of what are the things that we're doing? What are the things that we're passionate about? Because if you're passionate about it, when you communicate it, it's going to resonate well with others. And so if there's things that you that you don't do, don't try and do them to attract people to what your, what your cause is because it's going to come off weird. So if I copy and get a yellow tux yeah. and go around at conferences, they'll say, oh, that's what Jesse Cole does, right? Yeah. So I'm, we're trying to figure out, and I'm constantly trying to figure out, what is our thing? How do we be seen? And, and one of those is some of the uniqueness of what we'll have on social media posts, some of the things we enjoy doing as a team and, and our interests, some of the things that you think, tacos, I love tacos, but how's that going to sell anything? Don't think about that. If you're excited about it, figure out how it can overlap um, we love the wilderness. Everybody on our team has some love of the wilderness. And with me living in Colorado, it's pretty natural. So often we'll film our videos outside. So we're just trying to be really practical. Those are some ways that people can say, oh, they are passionate about that. And passion transfers. And the consistency piece. Why don't you talk about the consistency piece of being seen? Why that's so important? Yes. I have seen numerous small businesses, numerous nonprofits, and numerous ministries say, all right, we we need to engage some sort of aspect of the digital marketplace. Everybody knows that yeah. right now. So nobody's and, arguing no. that this is key. And, and that's good. People have realized that the physical space is no longer in the marketplace. Like to meet people, you no longer have to be in brick and mortar physical spaces. People are, well, as of 2019, 79% of US adults are in some form of the digital marketplace for at least 30 minutes to an hour a day. So whether you're, if you decide, okay, we have to reach them, the biggest thing people fail at is, is the inconsistency piece. They will set up a Facebook page or set up an email chain or set up a video to offer video. And then they, they commit to doing so much at one time and they don't know how to do it, what they should give. And then they start sprinkling out, you know, they're really solid for a month or two. And then there's, you know, a couple of posts here, a couple of posts there, a couple of offerings here, then then silent. And that consistency piece wanes. And like I said, when you're inviting people into something, you're asking for space to loiter on their digital real estate. And so the, you're, you're asking permission from them, and then they're giving you permission to take up space in their timeline. 
People are frenetic today. They don't spend a lot of time looking at stuff. So when they give you permission, it's key to consistently show up. Yeah, they're letting you in essentially to their living room, to their personal mm -hmm. space, to, to their eyeballs. And our eyeballs are so occupied today. And we were even talking about there's an amazing amount of podcasts today. So if you are listening to this, thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for letting us in because there's so many other things that you could be doing right now and listening to. So we want to make sure we deliver valuable content, excellent content to you, not perfect, but excellent content, not wasting your time and giving you what you need. And ideally, we hope that you may even reward us by sharing that. If that matters, I send Jonathan podcasts uh, at least once a week of saying, oh, this episode was awesome. And he may never have heard of that, but really that's how things get seen. Think about excellence, Think about consistency, but please, please, please don't think about perfection. Oh, it's got to be perfect no. before I can launch it. Guess what? You're never going to launch it. And then that last thing with being seen, I think that's key, and you covered this, don't try to do it all tomorrow. Mm -mm. You want to start an exercise program? I realize jump starting can be helpful, but sometimes it's like, I'm going to work out seven days a week, and I'm going to you know, go completely all in on this. And if you go completely all in on marketing, and you're on seven different you know, different opportunities here. You're on three different platforms, six different apps. We're going to do this. We're going to Facebook Live four times a day. I mean, I'm just exhausted hearing that. Just do something consistently. If you don't have a team of 10 people that are going to do that for you and each one of them live in their warehouse, you will, you will quit. Don't do it. A little secret we have, we call it the 90-10, is we just say, where are you at? Are, are you more of a Facebook person? Are you more of an Instagram person? And it may be worth moving over and trying some new things with, let's say, a business page on Instagram, but don't take all of the equity that you have yeah. out of your Facebook page. Maybe that's working great, and that's where you live stream your services. Maybe you do Facebook Lives about mm -hmm. your business, and be creative in those spaces. Guys, being seen is so important because ultimately we can't move to the next step, which is being heard, unless we are ultimately seen. So uh, transition us there, Jonathan. That second step is then being heard. How do we get heard as a business, a nonprofit, or a church? Being heard is, is establishing a presence. It's moving from, I have no idea who that is, to, oh, you're that guy that I see in the coffee shop Monday through Friday. Like, they don't know you into, in, in relation form, but you are, you have established a presence. Like, you now have, you've stepped out into the spotlight and someone knows, oh, you're that guy that does that thing. The consistency piece yields into this, and then it's it's listening to what are the pain points that your that your avatar, your buyer persona has. So let's, um, I love that. So apply that to to me. If I'm thinking, okay, I'm listening to a podcast, for example, um, what would be one way that says, oh, I think they actually hear me, or they actually know me, or they actually know my pain points? Mm -hmm. How might that translate? From the business side of the podcast, there they know. They know the ideal person that they're going to reach with their content. They believe that this type of person is who we've been called to help. And they have certain things that they want to overcome. And what we have is going to help them overcome those things and reach the goals that they have before them. And so when you listen to a podcast or read an article and you feel some sort of connection with it, what that means is you've connected with what the other person has been trying to deliver on a deeper basis. And you've now, like, you've connected with them on a deeper level more than just, I've seen your content a few times. Oh, wow, now that resonates with me. And this has really helped me with something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that if people understand your pain points and you realize, 
we do not exist for everyone. Please hear this clearly. Stay Forth Designs does not exist for everyone. High Touch Marketing, we do not exist to help everyone. And I think if you aim to serve everyone, will actually serve no one, and yeah. you will be so disgruntled in the process. So kind of this weird conundrum to think that businesses grow when they tend to niche down and say, this is who we are aiming at. There's a particular group of leaders that we see is overwhelmed. And we are aiming at leaders who are over, kingdom leaders who are overwhelmed and they want to get whelmed. And we're actually really specific as well about the pain points they're feeling in their lives. Maybe you're listening to this and you're saying, I want to love my family better. I want to be more available. I need to get more efficient, more effective with my time because I only have one life to live. If you're listening to this podcast, you want to steward your life. If you just want to go carpe diem and just, you know, go out and, and waste your life, you're not listening to this podcast. No. I can guarantee that. And we are, we are so bold about that. Say we are not for everyone. Our coaching, we're not trying to sell coaching to everyone. No. We're trying to find the right person that says, oh, my goodness, where were you? I was coaching mm-hmm. somebody the other day. He's 54 years old. He said, where were you when I was 26? Mm-hmm. And I took that as a huge compliment, and it also continues to break my heart. <clears throat> say there's not much in this space of leaders getting healthy and reaching more impact. And we'll share a little bit more, but there's not too many people in this space that actually want to work with nonprofits, no. small businesses, and churches, because the reality is um, there's a lot more money in trying to mystify marketing than actually empower you and help you understand. And I would say this about the being heard piece. What you're doing is building a relationship first. You're you're moving into the first, like the curve of the growing your business, but you're not growing it from the standpoint of your customer's wallet. You're growing it primarily from the standpoint of building a relationship, establishing trust, knowing that there's a chance that this person may not work all the way through and get to the end point of where you hope they go, but you've built a relationship with them that at the very least, they'll tell someone, hey, this didn't really work out for me, but you ought to go check out those guys. You ought to I've go do been, this. That's a, that's a great point because I've gotten a ton of emails mm-hmm. and Eric gets a ton of emails as well from somebody that says, oh, blank told me that this would be great for me. Yeah. Because people aren't just watching out for themselves. If you are consistently creating content, consistently communicating that, so in other words, being seen, and truly being heard, they know that at Stay Forth, we exist to help leaders get healthy and reach more impact. When their friend's unhealthy, they have empathy and say, where do you go? Those guys at Stay Forth can help. Mm -hmm. And we get so many of those referrals, because again, we're not looking for everyone all the time. It's a particular type of person in a particular type of of moment in their life when they want us to, to kind of be their mountain guide toward health and impact. To sum up a practical step for being heard, if you're just starting out and really being seen as well, um, say you're just committing to investing in some form of, of the digital space, and you may be telling yourself, "I don't have anybody. I haven't. I don't have any traction. Where do I? Where do I start?" You have people that you know that trust you, that are close friends, family, people that you that you serve with on a regular basis in your church, or people that you know in your small business. Those are your spheres of influence. Leverage them. Invite them into what you're doing. Invite them in and say, hey, we're about to do this thing. We're going to commit to doing X, Y, and Z this year and beyond. Would you, would you be opposed to giving me an endorsement, um, leaving a review? Would you, would you like and subscribe to my podcast? If you've added value to that person, and, and if you're a friend, they want to help. Mm-hmm. And often people will say, how can I help? And I think it's a shame when you say, I have no idea, right? You need something, and there's, you know, for everybody, I'd say there's at least five to ten people. 
For some people, it may be 100. You have 100 people tomorrow uh, for your business. Maybe you've served people for years and you say, hey, actually, we're starting this Facebook page. Would you mind leaving us a review? Yeah. And they love it because you've added value over the years. We're not trying to trick anyone to end, into anything. And I want to make, make sure to continue to say yeah. that. This isn't about trickery. It's the opposite. Would you share with the world how we've been faithful to add value to you? And more often than not, people want to be a part of what you're doing. And that's a great way to invite them in. Because again, if you're passionate about it and you've added value to them, then they're not going to have a problem leaving a review saying, hey, XYZ did so-and-so for me. I would highly recommend them. And in nonprofit land, people think you're always going after their wallets. Yeah. And sometimes people say, we are so tight right now. We are paycheck to paycheck, barely making it. I wish we could help in another way. And to say to them, actually, you can. Just like in a church, you can say, actually, we'd love to have you volunteer in this season in this way. And so I think it's one more way to say we are not just after you for your wallet, your giving dollars, um, but there are a lot of ways you can help get this message out to the world. Hey, everyone. We're taking a break from this podcast for a couple minutes to bring you some news. In the midst of the chaos and uncertainty where the world seems to be grinding to a halt, it might seem like the worst time to launch something new but we want to share a new partnership that we've started. Actually, we think this collaboration is perfect for a time like this when we're isolated because they are all about collaboration, online kingdom collaboration to be specific. And if you've been following along, you've heard Alan and I talk about Patreon, which is a community platform where we can support the work of our favorite artists and content creators. Um, We were all set to launch that page and invite you to support the podcast if you were so inclined, but God had different plans. Alan went on a trip to Nicaragua with a group of pastors. One of those pastors' name is Casey, and he shared a vision of a side project that he's been working on. Casey had developed Storehouse, an online platform where you can share, fundraise, and support kingdom projects. You can think of it like Kickstarter for the kingdom. If you have a kingdom-minded business, nonprofit project, or even a product that you want to share with an online community to collaborate and raise support, Storehouse is absolutely perfect for that. Storehouse is in its beginning stages, and we feel honored to be one of their first content creators on the site. So why are we telling you this? First, we just want to share this awesome platform with you. We know that we have a lot of creative leaders and dreamers that listen to this podcast, and Storehouse might be just the platform to help you get your idea off the ground. We love collaboration, and we'd like nothing more than seeing an online hub for kingdom shenanigans. Second, this is a platform we've chosen to continue to build a community around this podcast. And it's going to be a place where you can support us and the work we're doing on this podcast. If you go to storehouse.world, you can find organizations and projects to support. And specifically to us, you'll find our Right Side Up leadership page where you can partner with us in a few different ways. If this podcast has brought value to your life and leadership, please consider supporting us financially, either in a one-time gift or joining one of several monthly tiers. Tiers start as low as $10 a month and include a list of one-time and ongoing rewards. Depending on the tier, rewards can include the ability to ask questions for upcoming Q&A episodes, curated eBooks, guides, and tools from our Stay Fork team, a right-side-up journal, group or individual coaching from Alan and I, and even a Stay Forth branded hammock to make your Sabbath time all the more restful. Our site is live and we'd love your support. Head over to storehouse.world forward slash right side up. Right side up is lowercase and all one word. Storehouse.world forward slash right side up and check out our page there.
Your support helps us to continue to do what we do to bring you weekly conversations centered around health and leadership. We feel privileged to do what we do, but it takes a lot of time and energy. If you appreciate our work, we'd love your ongoing support to elevate the conversation of healthy leadership in our world. Now back to the episode. So Jonathan and I could talk a long time about this, and we often do, uh, but we're not going to do that to you guys today on the podcast. Again, those two, those two steps, being seen, number one, being heard, number two, and three, being known. So Jonathan, talk a little bit about how an organization can become known. So for me, being known is, is really where everybody wants to go. Um, it's once you're known, people have, you've moved from, I don't have any idea who you are. You've stood into this, the spotlight. People have known how you're different from what's around you mm-hmm. to where now they know you by name. Oh, those are the small business marketing guys. The blank people. Yeah, or those are the, at Stay Forth Designs, we're known as the health and impact people. And you're not, you're not primarily known because of the things that you sell. You're known, what you're known for is what you're, customers seeing you and that's oh they're the people that help us get healthy so we can reach more impact and so with high touch we're the people that are going to help you get your message into more eyes ears and hearts yeah and that's what we want to niche down on and and be known as well if if there's a large 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 corporation that wants to hire out their marketing for somebody to run it that's obviously not us and so to figure that out i know that's insecure i've done that multiple times for you know businesses and ministries and now for both stay forth and high touch we realize there's a particular type of person we want to help so if you're listening to this you say who do we want to help of course how do we want to help them but eventually if you got a reputation what would you want that reputation mm-hmm. to be exactly and i love when i get a call from somebody saying i'm overwhelmed I don't know what to do. Can your team help? And with confidence, I can say yes. That's literally why we exist. But sometimes people say, hey, could you help in this? And I say, you know what? I'd love to refer you to somebody else. Mm -hmm. They can serve you way better. That's just not who we are. That's just not what we do. We may grow into that someday, but in good conscience, in integrity, I can't say, oh, that's who we are. However, if you want to get healthy, reach more impact, that is us. So if you're listening, who do you want to be known as? Yeah. Do you want to be the blank guy, the blank gal, the blank church, the blank organization? To be known that that's the kind of person that you're going to serve. Uh, reputation. I think it says a lot about our it's, integrity. It is. It's reputation. And I would say to get through these, you can't work through one without the other. And before you even start, I would say if you're listening to this right now and you're considering saying, okay, we're going to move from side hustle to small business or we're going to make the jump into where we're going, stop Invest time with with your team or yourself and really solidify who you are, why you care, and who is it you're trying to help. And then really stay true to that. Those are the barriers on the side of the road that you're navigating down, and they they will help you work through being seen, heard, and known and developing, creating attraction, developing new relationships, and building trust through people who you're transforming their lives. And that'll help you to grow and grow sustainably and healthily and morally. And we, we like to talk about two different levels. There's effectiveness, and that's actually doing a good job of telling your story. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard. I know there's some folks that do that really, really well. Uh, if you're looking for a good deep dive in that, uh, I recommend the book Building a Story Brand. Um, story Brand does incredible things. We listen along to their stuff, and they're incredible at that. They are amazing at saying, here's my story, and then how do we tell mm-hmm. that? 
Because too many times you may come up to somebody and say, you know, hey, what do you do? And we have some boring thing we do, right? I'm an executive coach. I'm a consultant. People don't know what that is, and they've heard that a hundred times. But when somebody comes up to me, I start with, well, I help leaders avoid burnout. Yeah. And people go, oh, okay, tell me more. And we get the chance to then be seen, heard, and known, whereas before they're like, cool, I'm not talking to you at the party. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awful. So I think that that's really important is your uniqueness. Spend some time on your story below the surface of the water in the iceberg. There's so much of your story, but most people I've found, Jonathan, do not know how to tell that. So that's a lot of what I get to do on the high-touch side of things. Mm-hmm. And then Jonathan um, gets to move into the area of efficiency. So um, if effectiveness is really telling the message well and clearly, uh, what is that efficiency piece of marketing? So the efficiency is taking that, the who, what, why, and putting it all together. And then the when and how is the implementation part. So we've solidified your identity, who you are, what you carry, you have your impact statement. We help you do blank so that you can overcome or do blank. And then it's creating creating content and curating messaging around it and then delivering it into the right spaces. Not every space, but in the right spaces. So don't start seven new uh, social media feeds tomorrow no. is, is what we're saying. Please, if there's one thing that you're going to take away from this podcast, do not go join every single social media platform just because you feel like they're there and you have to use them. Please do not do that. Please do not. And by the way, we have tips and tricks and tools that we send out to you guys. It'll save you a ton of time, and it's monthly marketing. And so that's just an email that we'll send out to you guys. And so uh, in the show notes, you can go and and find the link on how to go get that. But we want to save you time. And again, I wish I had this years ago. And really, if I wouldn't have gotten lucky enough that I would have coached someone like Jonathan who said, you guys could really grow in this area this area, Um, There's so much that I wouldn't know. So we've been drinking from a fire hose for the last about two and a half years. And now we want to convey that to you guys because there's great hope. At first I felt like, well, I'm no professional marketer. The reality is today everyone is a marketer. Because of how flat the world is, because of how technology has taken it, somebody can go grab their phone, Facebook Live, and get a message out there to the world. Now, is it any good? Will it travel? Uh, who knows? But we all have the same opportunity, essentially, to get the message out there. And um, we can go for a long time on this, but we've seen people with very, very small numbers have a way better message and get the message out there um, to more people than somebody with a really huge following. And actually, social media, believe it or not, rewards those that have more Um, going on, more engagement, more people commenting, more people interacting with your stuff versus just large numbers. So forget the vanity metric. Don't be discouraged because somebody else has 50,000 followers. Who cares what they have? They have to steward that. All you have to do is steward the one life, the one story, the one message, the one organization that God has entrusted to you in that space. So again, we're super passionate about this. Um, But just kind of to close, I wanted to give a couple of mistakes Uh, that I commonly see around this. Some of them we've already mentioned, but number one, comparison. Mm -hmm. Comparison is the creativity killer. How do people tend to compare to other people or organizations online? Oh, man. It's easy to look out, and there's all of these things that are available. There's all of these, you know, next best tips, tricks, tools that that can help you do this X, Y, and Z, and then you look down through who they've worked with, and you're like, well, that's great, but I have, like, me and one other person that works for me, how is that going to help me? And it's out of my reach. So, and then you, you've you compared, like, okay, I, in order for me to get somewhere, I have to do what they're doing. 
stay in your lane. And like, they didn't get there overnight. There. No, that was didn't. years ago where they were at the spot yeah. you were at. Yeah, and so it, it's realizing, okay, you have to start somewhere. You can learn from them. There's this, there's this really cool you know, habit that you can do on social media called social observation. Go watch the people that are seemingly your competition. Are you talking about stalking with a purpose? Is that what you're talking about? Ethical stalking. Ethical stalking, so okay. just watch what they're doing, and then they're also doing things that are low cost, no cost. How are they presenting what they're presenting? And then adapt that into your business or your ministry or, or, you know, or your nonprofit. And we do that, and so I, I think comparison it's, it's a really fine line to say, we're not comparing our worth, our value. We're not trying to get to become them. We'd lose our uniqueness. But if there's something that somebody else is doing well, and what's cool is you can do this across, uh, across fields. There may be a professional sports team on social media that you follow, and you love what they do. I follow a team on social media, and I love that even after a loss, they will be honest and just like, hey, that was a tough game. We lost, keep going team. And so they still post after a loss. They don't just post after a win when of course everybody wants to cheer for you. So I learn a lot across that, but just make sure that you are not comparing and ultimately it's gonna kill your creativity. Mm -hmm. It's gonna chip away at your identity and you're gonna say, man, I don't even know if we have anything good to say. The other one I would say is, is don't think that I'm in a space where marketing won't work for me. And I see this a lot within, within ministry. Like, there's a big elephant in the room when it comes to churches and ministry. Like, we're not supposed to do that. When we talk marketing, per se, we're not talking about what the overall other view of marketing was. It means taking your mission and vision and just getting it into the community. And so with, with church, think of this. You go into a neighborhood, and there's a house that you want to go talk to someone, but they have a no soliciting sign on the front door, so you can't walk up there and knock on the door. With social media, you have direct access into their living room. Absolutely. And then uh, the, the consistency piece, mm -hmm. we want to head back to that. We see people making mistakes in inconsistency all the time. They are uh, saying, well, if I post once or twice, or maybe this will go viral, or I don't know, I already posted uh, you know, six blogs. I don't know why that's not going out there. I jumped on LinkedIn, and I haven't had any customers in two months. And uh, again... Um, there's different reasons to go at different platforms. We don't have time to talk through that today, but whatever you commit to, be consistent. If it's once a day, make that a discipline. There are scheduling apps, and again, we can share about those in and, and our monthly marketer, kind of tips, trips, tricks, tools, that kind of stuff. Um, but don't get caught up in all that stuff. Just to say, okay, what does it look like to faithfully inhabit this? So be consistent. Uh, and I would say the last one is also that defeatist attitude. Yeah. I think a lot of people start with the defeatist attitude, sort of trying to prove that kind of social media wrong or an email list. Well, Jonathan and others said that email click rates are really low, so email you know, won't work for us. Uh, and really just to say, okay, um, you can look at the glass uh, you know, half empty. You can look at it half full. I see opportunity that the gospel has always been preached into cultures, and, and in a way, it's kind of like marketing, that it needs to be seen it needs to be heard so that it can be known mm -hmm. and accepted. And so in many ways in the New Testament, the gospel was shared through letters to different churches. It was shared in street corners. It was shared preaching. And so we, of course, wouldn't say, oh, because people have a shorter attention span, we're going to stop preaching. We're not going to teach out of the Bible. Of course not. But are there new ways people are reading the Bible? Can we try some new things with the Bible app today? Can we do Facebook Lives? Uh, a lot of churches and leaders are doing you know, shortened versions of their messages today and saying, okay, here's a two-minute summary. Whether they'll ever show up or not, 
We want to take that out and faithfully inhabit that space. Guys, there's so much opportunity here. Guys, we just want to land the plane with this. If we can help at all with you, your business, your nonprofit, your church, your ministry, we have a six-month process that we take people through that really is a journey. We want to empower you. We want to teach you. We want to demystify marketing a little bit like we have now. And it takes us about six months. And here's the reality. You're not paying us to do your marketing for you. You are literally paying us to teach you to walk alongside of you and um, to actually get that message out into the world. So we actually want to empower you instead of to do all the stuff for you, kind of teach a man to fish, teach a man to market in that sense. Uh, So we would love to walk alongside of you and your team. Yeah, our whole goal is not to you know, do your marketing for you and to say, hey, just give us your money and let us go do something. We quite literally want to work ourselves out of a job. Yeah, we start with that desire Mm -hmm. because we are part of ministries. We are part of small businesses. And guys, we know how hard it is. We know how challenging it is, especially when somebody says, well, you know, you got to have two grand a month if you want to start. No way. Everybody's a marketer today. Learn your craft. Do it well. Guys, you want to communicate this message. Your message deeply matters to the world. And I believe it's a stewardship for us to get it out there. We are crazy passionate about seeing leaders literally walk into freedom. We say at Stay Forward Designs, we are not in the leadership business. We're in the freedom business. I'm starting to preach now. I'll get excited. (laughs) We are in the freedom business. We literally want to see people like, like take an exodus out of being stuck in their life, ineffective, feeling like they're wandering in their leadership, to suddenly saying, wow, like this is what I'm built mm-hmm. for. We want to help you guys do that. So, uh, Jonathan, it's all been quite a ride. Yeah. It's been a surprise. I never thought we'd be on the same team, let alone accidentally launching high-touch marketing. I mean, but, man, it's been a ride. Last January, I was like, I think I want to pick up a marketing client. And after, like, six people had said, you need to do this, we sat down last January and was like, I think by like June or July, I'd like to have a a couple of marketing clients. And then little did we know it was going to be like by around that time frame, we're going to accidentally start a business. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's almost another podcast episode. But that for me was literally saying, okay, this is your dream and this is your goal for the year. And and I promise each person on our Stay For team, I'll do whatever I can to help you accomplish your goals. And uh, so halfway through the process, we realized we work so well together and there's people that desire what we have. Uh, maybe we just turn this into a thing. So it's, it's been a blast and honestly, already watching eyeballs open. I live for those aha moments in the process. And um, it's just crazy. I mean, God, God knows what God is doing. I certainly would have never said, oh, I'm going to be helping other people <laughs> to, to market. So no. it's been a huge surprise to yeah. me. Uh, if you guys are listening and have an unhealthy view of marketing, yeah. before you can push into any of the things that you want to get out there in the world, you've got to deal with that. I had to deal with that to say, you know what, do I think this is inherently wrong? No, I think it's a-spiritual. I think it could be treated mm-hmm. in a really poor way, but I think ultimately it could be stewarded. Yeah. And we want the message... That, that God has uniquely designed us for to go out. I want the message you are uniquely designed for to go out into the world and to yield 10, 30, 100, 500x what it could. That sounds to me like stewardship, and that sounds a lot like kingdom impact. And it can be fun. That's the thing. Like, one of the things we teach, it's fun for us. And so we're not teaching or, or offering anything that we don't do on a daily basis. The new things that we learn, we're going to teach them to you. 
Yeah, so view us like research assistants along yeah. the way. And Jonathan stays very cutting edge of all the tools. Um, and if you know me at all, you know that I am not a massive tech guy at all. And so it fits so well together. But I am deeply passionate about the story piece. Yeah. And so it works really, really well together. So we would love the opportunity to impact your team. Go to hightouchmarketing.net. That's hightouchmarketing.net. Uh, you can jump in to the conversation on our Facebook page. You can jump into the conversation over on LinkedIn as well. So speaking of fun, while we're in Colorado on a beautiful day, we better go get some tacos. Yes. We ain't focus so long. We ain't focus so long.